Fast, efficient, and affordable business-grade hosting solutions, domain registration, SSL certificates, and more. We also monitor and provide website security and update services, website builds, email hosting, amongst other sensational products. If you have a question about your web page or your presence on the internet in general, no job is too big or too small. Visit our website today, or better yet, contact us at blueoceanwebhosting.com.au and leave your website issues to us. Big ones, little ones, fiddly ones, powerful ones. The ones for the car or the truck, caravan, boat, mobility scooter, solar system. In fact, for any kind of battery, go straight to Battery Central Ipswich. They'll even help you when you know what you need to power but have no idea what'll do the job. Battery Central Ipswich, 280 Brisbane Street, West Ipswich, in the Yellow Building. Expert advice, better batteries, best prices every day. That's Battery Central Ipswich. Welcome to episode 767 of the Aussie Tech Heads. I'm Jason Oakley, and this is Will Tompkinson. Hey, Will! Hey, mate, how you doing? How's that for an intro, son? <laughs> it's always better the second time around. Welcome to the world of tomorrow! Uh, How's stuff? Um, yeah, you know. Still can't kind of figure out whether it's summer or autumn yet, but, you know. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> I thought it was going to be raining this week, but I had the gardener in today and he was here for like three or four hours. I'm going to get a big bill, but there was so much that needed doing because it's been constant on off, on off rain and stuff. And you just walk around my front yard, even barefoot, when I was chasing this chicken that decided to stay with us for four days. And um, my feet were sinking into it, going squidge, squidge, yeah. all because where my dad is, he's up the hill and he's got. His lawn is like sloping, so any rain just yeah runs off. Runs off. With me, mine's all flat, so it just soaks into the ground, and you nearly um, cover your whole boots just walking around it. So, the Monday, Tuesday, uh, Wednesday were all sunny here. So I got the uh, gardener in today, and he could mow it down, and then did all the bushes and filled up mine green wheelie bin and then his trailer with all the bushes and looking all good now yeah i think we did um we did 30 liters around up i think yep like, huge amount of spraying yep and soon it rained that afternoon so oh, half of it worked <laughs> <laughs> so yeah it's it's uh, that's the problem because it has been um so wet and it hasn't exactly like the weather hasn't cooled off much um so stuff's grown nuts yeah yeah you know but it, well, see we're getting colder nights like it got down to it was five or six degrees the other night jeez 
but then it was still 31 the next day. <laughs> we still so, have that AC going on overnight in the bedrooms. My well, daughter can't sleep unless it's 18 degrees in the bedroom. I seem to wake up hot if it's anything more than 20 degrees in the bedroom. Yeah, I'm good around 20, 22. Well, that doesn't worry me too much, but it, it's, it's weird because... Um, We've had to have the heater on overnight because it's been so cold. Jeez. And as soon as you wake up, you turn the aircon on. <laughs> it's just it's like, what's going on? I, f I finally put in uh, Google Home um, routine now. So I can say goodnight at night and I'll set my phone to do not disturb. Say goodnight to me. Tell me about the weather tomorrow, what I've got in my calendar tomorrow, and set the aircon to 20 and in the morning, I say good morning, and it turns the air conditioner off, turns off do not disturb mode, and then sticks on the radio station that I used to work at, and I can listen to that. See, I've got a Sony that does that. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> they cost a bit more. they got ongoing maintenance with that one. <laughs> yeah, the, 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 it's the maintenance plan that they get you on. You've got to keep them happy. <laughs> Yeah, the initial contract seems fine, but it's a fine print you got to watch. Yeah. <laughs> There's always something to do. I did something different today. I've never been big into playing big AAA games and stuff like that. I bought PlayStation 4 like four years ago, maybe something like that, and okay. bought Last of Us. I don't even oh, yeah. know if it was Last of Us or Last of Us 2 now, and uh, Crash Bandicoot and something else. And we just used the PlayStation for streaming, Netflix, Plex, yep. and Crunchyroll. And I finished recently watching Better Call Saul. Brilliant, brilliant series. Dad started watching a couple of episodes, and now I've got to set him up on my Plex. <laughs> and... Um, so I finished Spectacle Saw Breaking Bad and I saw that um, Giancarlo Espositas is the main villain in Far Cry 6. Mm. And Far Cry 6 was on sale half price until this time next week. So I thought, I'm going to get it and give it a go. So I started off downloading while I was at work. Is It's 95 gigs. And it was done before I finish work. I don't know how long before I finish work. So I started up and started playing. It seems like to be quite, I put it in story mode cause I'm a wuss and I <laughs> give me a mouse any day trying yeah. to control where your gun is aiming with little joysticks. Sucks. You do have like aim assist, but um, it, it's, it's so bad. But I had fun riding a horse found a horse and they're like you need to go to this place and it was like one and a half kilometers away and i'm starting running down there and i'm like uh what if i go this way oh shit there's a horse can i go on it yep let's ride the horse <laughs> straight down there i was like yes so um yeah i did a few of the um what are they called quests or whatever achievements and it seems like a pretty fun and interesting um story in that i haven't played any of the others, so I'm not like the other people yeah. who apparently crapped on it because they didn't think it was good enough for the story or something. And Far Cry Three was the or two was the best ones ever made. And yeah, I want to see three or four, I think. Um, I want to see three because it's got Michael Mando also from Better Call Saul. So 
Yeah. He's a, he's in a lot of stuff, that guy, and both him and Giancarlo Esposito are in so many things, and it's like, wow, I've got to watch all this stuff now and play these games, and then I've got all my Steam games I've got to play, and uh, so much so to stack of them. I just keep getting longer and longer. Uh, I, when, I, when I was looking for Far Cry 6, I hadn't played any of the Far Cries, and I know it was the Crytek engine and everything was really cool back in the day. And um, I logged on from my desktop computer just to check the price of it. And it was like $50 until April the 28th. So I was like, oh, yeah, I'll get it. It's half price. And I was like, click download to device. And it was like, you also have all of these other things that you got for your PlayStation that you've never downloaded or played. Oh, okay. Download, 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 download. And now my PlayStation's got like another 10 gig. Because I think there was... Either it was heavily discounted something or um, some freebies and stuff like that that I got last year or something and um, in deals. And so I thought, oh, I better try those. And there's a few pinball uh, tables and stuff that I'd bought and I just never got around and I forgot all about them. And it's like, well, you got all these. You want to play them? I was like, probably. Yeah, that's the problem. Uh, it's like... Um... Um, you with Humble Bundle. Game, one of the driver, <laughs> the last driver they bought out. Nice driver, San Francisco, I think it's called. Mm -hmm. And I don't know why, but I'm having a complete um, blank with the company who released it. But after like two years of it being out, they pulled it. Oh. It doesn't exist on the internet anyway. Jeez. It's almost impossible to find. Um, I had a i have it on steam i bought it not long after it came out yep and i can still access it but you can't buy it on steam oh uh, okay wow that's they just withdrew it from sales yep and nobody knows why because they didn't like it wasn't a huge instant seller but the problem with it was it was a fantastic game the gameplay is amazing the concept of it's brilliant the problem it has when it was released like 10 years ago now it was way too intense for graphics cards of the era oh okay like i was playing it on i remember when i downloaded it i can't remember what my system specs were but i remember i had two graphics card cross-fired together and it, i could only play it on like 720p at 30 frames well wow. <laughs> um, it was just super super graphically intense and that was the biggest complaint with it. everywhere you read so I, you know i'm only getting 10 and 15 frames a second even on lowest lowest resolution you know yep now it, it's it, it's fine, but you can't fine. get the game. <laughs> yeah, you know, play 1080p at you know a couple hundred frames a second without a problem. Yep, and it still holds up as an amazing game. The acting is fantastic. The 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 writing is brilliant. The scripting is amazing. The AI is great. The concept of the game is fantastic. Yep. Um, but you can't get it. Ah, oh, geez. <laughs> it's I don't. <laughs> I don't know. They really, they really screwed the the concept of that up. All they had to do is just either withdraw it for sale for twelve or eighteen months and put it back on. Yep. Or just deal with it with negative feedback for a while until people's systems caught up to what the game needed. Yeah. Well, I got um, this one on the PlayStation, which, as I said, I don't usually use because I would I would have liked to get it on Steam, but it was uh, Ubisoft. And they've done deal with Epic, so you can only get it in the Ubisoft or Epic game stores, and nobody can get it to run very well. 
under Linux unless you've got an AMD card because open source drivers. Yeah. Like Linus Torvo said, F you NVIDIA for not open sourcing your drivers still. That's it. Um, apparently, if you use Lutris. Driver was Ubisoft as well. All right. Apparently, if you um, use um, Lutris, you can run it on AMD pretty much 100% with a bit few tweaks and stuff. But NVIDIA, one guy said he sort of got it going under 720p on his laptop, but most people can't play it. So it's like, oh, well, I'll try it on the PlayStation and I'm not going to boot into Windows anymore. Oh, I'm just looking through my library. I've got it in my library. I should download it and try it. Oh, yeah. I do remember yeah, seeing Driver advertised a lot. I've got, um, no, the one, you, the one you're talking about, the Far Cry. Yep. Actually, I've got that in my, in my game list. Which one? Uh, all of them. Apparently. All of them. <laughs> <laughs> well, they should run all right on yours because you've got AMD. Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. So, i got, um, yeah, I think they're all there. Looks like it anyway. Oh, okay. It's like Hitman and there's a whole but I've got so many. I've got so many. <laughs> So. Funny thing about Michael Mendo is he looks almost exactly the same as an Indian guy that I worked with in <laughs> HP in Sydney. <laughs> so, Kanta! <laughs> it's like I'm looking at him, only um, Michael's way more cooler, of course. He used to make fun of Suki. That's what they're for friends and other co workers make fun of them. Oh, co workers, yeah. Yep. <laughs> Or as they say in um, Dilbert, Cal Urkers. Yeah. You remember that you're also a co-worker to somebody else. So, you know. They're my co-workers. I'm not theirs. <laughs> they just, you know, happen to be doing the things when. They just happen. Yeah. Co-workers just happen. They do. <laughs> Is that like, like the slogan, shit happens, co-workers happen? Co-workers just happen. Tomato, Not tomato. <sighs> anyway, um, thanks everybody for your support all the time. We appreciate y'all, y'all. We still haven't got. I was tempted to um, set up, change my own coffee to something. I mean, you could set up to coffee slash warlock. I was going to change it to ATH, but then you have to, for four letter or three letter. Usernames here, coffee, you have to buy a premium account, mm. which is like 15 bucks a month or something. I'm like, no. Yeah. I, mean, no, it's not a, it, oh, I was like, AT heads or Oz TH, or there's no other way except for ATH to do it. Yeah, it's, um, there's a couple who else was doing that. Someone I tried to sign up. Um, because obviously we've got battery central Ipswich is BCI. Yep. And Ipswich tool repairs, which is ITR. So our with all our company stuff is three letter. Yep. You know. Um TLAs. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> and um it just like you just gotta set something simple up. Yep. Like a web domain or a you know and it goes, oh, you need proof that that's actually yours. Because, yeah, just you know what I always hated, because I've always done all these different programming. You go to a forum, which is usually was always PHP. What are they called PHP BB bulletin yep. board thing. 
You cannot search for anything three letters or less no. because by default the search in there won't let you because there's too many combinations. But when you're doing programming and you're looking for specifically something to, that's written in C or C sharp, which is a hash sign, mm. or even PHP, yeah. or you can't search for it. Yeah. You, you try and do a search for a particular function and you want it to be the, the it's a programming website. It's not a PHP website. It's not a C website. So you have to, yeah. if you want information about that, you have to look for C space function name or something. It's like, no, you've got a one letter thing. I'm like, but okay. So if you look for like C plus plus, no, because it ignores punctuation because that yeah. doesn't count the same as if you're Googling for something and you want to Google for C plus plus, you have to put in quotes and stuff because Google's like, Oh, plus you're just adding on some other search term. You're like, no, this is the programming. <laughs> ah. That's one thing I'll, I'll say. Well, I use DuckDuckGo most of the time for most of my searching. Yep. Um, but there, you know, when you want to remove something from a search, say you're looking through videos and you want to remove YouTube. Mm-hmm. <laughs> You can't just do minus YouTube.com. It doesn't work. Oh. It just takes out anything with YouTube.com in the title, not <laughs> website. It's like, seriously? You know what I would like to not turn up in my search result? Anything on Pinterest. Uh, Every time you search for something, Pinterest comes up and you accidentally click on it. Because if I'm looking for an image specifically and I just want a, yeah. a meme or an image or something, I just want to paste it to a friend and you click on it, the, all the top results are from Pinterest. And then you go there and then it's they bring up their three quarters of a page ad saying, you need to Pinterest account. How would you like to log in or create an account? You're like, no, just show me something that's not. And so I thought, I'll find there's surely somebody's got a plugin, but all the plugins do is do minus Pinterest.com at the end of it, which just yeah. messes up your search and stuff. And it's just like, ah, can Google just have a non Pinterest search option parameters? Yeah. So and, and that's the problem. Like, even if you do, like, as I said, even if you do minus YouTube.com, even if it would pull the domain out, which it doesn't, it still it just searches for anything that doesn't have it. But yep. it's the opposite. If you did, you know, say pin, minus Pinterest dot com, it would even stop. Where, like Google has the opposite problem. Where if I did minus minus YouTube dot com while I'm searching for videos, or minus Pinterest dot com when I'm searching for images, if that website has their Twitter, their Instagram, and their Pinterest address, it won't search that website because it has Pinterest, Pinterest on the website. <laughs> so then you've got the opposite problem of, like, I just don't want to see that image. Yeah. But if somebody's got a web page on the information I want, I want that web page. <laughs> like, it's, it's so all or nothing. Uh, After 20 years of search. It's ridiculous. It's still absolutely horrendous. Yeah. Some, like, um, I used to, like, ask Jeeves because it worked really well with uh, the way it structured searches. Yep. Um, and Dogpire was pretty good too, but it's just that now the, the, I mean, you know, Google's obviously the main one, but they still don't get it right. No. After however long. And as I said, like DuckDuckGo, DuckDuckGo is fantastic unless you're trying to look for maps. Oh, okay. It is horrendous with maps. Absolutely horrendous. I typed in Roma, Queensland. Yep. And it goes, oh, you mean Rome in 
Italy. Is it Rome? No, you mean Roma in Rome, or you mean Roma as in that's how you say Rome in Rome, right? Like, yeah. No, no, I mean Roma, <laughs> R O M A space, Queensland space, Australia. Australia. Oh, you mean Rome? <laughs> <laughs> no, I really do. It's like when, when Apple Maps first came out, and you do. Oh, yeah. I was I was looking for a tax agent, and I put in their address, and it. In, I was living in Brisbane, and it brought up the uh, directions on how to get to that city in London. <laughs> and I was pretty sure that I wasn't going to London to get my taxes done. <laughs> pretty sure. Not 100%, but... Uh, so, back yeah, to it's, Google. It's one of those things that just hasn't... I don't know why. For some reason, it's so hard to do. Like, yeah. It, yeah, one thing I do do like that's a thing that came out with Google. I don't know how recent because I didn't take much, pay much attention. You're doing a search for a bunch of things and then you do a search for another word and it said, based on the last few things you searched, you probably want it to search for this in relation to, in relation to that. Yeah. And you're like, oh, yes. I've done that for a long time. Yeah. That's how, the, if you press the I'm feeling lucky button on the homepage, yep. that's effectively what that does. Ah, okay. It takes like your last 10 search results and combines them together. Yeah, so you might be looking for a bunch of PlayStation games and you type in the word crazy taxi and it goes, oh, did you mean PlayStation crazy taxi? Yeah. You go, yes. Speaking of which, I can't remember what it was. Something. Um... There's a new crazy taxi coming out. Yes. Yeah, I know, right? That looks cool. And Jet Set Radio. Hopefully it won't be horrible. Reboot. Um, we were talking about something that I can't remember what it was, but we only literally talked on Discord for. We mentioned it in passing. Yep. This, whatever this particular thing was, and for the next three days, my Facebook feed was full <laughs> of this this thing that I don't even remember what it was now. But it's like, are you kidding me? Like, I, I didn't even talk, I didn't even use the browser. To talk about this thing, I literally typed it in Discord. <laughs> it knows. <laughs> oh, man. Anyway, I suppose. Get into some noose. Get, it, get into a noose. Yep. One size fits all. <laughs> Nasty. Uh, NBN code. This is funny. Oh. Because we know how, you know, <laughs> it... it thinks it's a private company which is and how well it's been doing it's it's a publicly held company that's private that's run by the government but it's run by a private company but anyway (laughs) um nbn co is having to rewrite parts of its document that outlines plan changes to the rules that govern its existence through to 2040 because too much of it was claimed commercially sensitive and unpublishable unpublishable (laughs) unpublishable probably same thing the Australian Competition Community Committee, hey, which is running the review, said today that it is obliged to publish a document in full, unredacted, for consultation. While it received the document on March 29th, it could not read the easy, the easy, the, it could not reach an easy agreement with NBN Co on unredacting or removing sensitive portions, meaning it has to be sent back to the NBN Co for rework. NBN Co. submitted a version of the proposed variation for publication 
in which information it considers to be commercially sensitive was redacted. However, it's essential that there be full transparency and effective public consultant process, and this requires the release of the proposed variation in full. The ACCC said it intended to publish the document in full by no later than May 23rd. The review of the rules, which form the Special Access Undertaking, or SAU, are anticipated to result in considerable changes to NBNCO's operation. The ACCC declared last month that the SAU is no longer effective and the loopholes had allowed rules to be effectively sidelined. The delay is unlikely to impress large portions of the industry who have grown increasingly frustrated at the slow pace of the process, which does not have a deferred deadline, a defined deadline. Much of the industry is banking on the process to reduce the wholesale price of NBN services, introduce a simple flat fee structure for higher speed services, and remove variable bandwidth charges that can lead to overcharge and overage costs and eat into margins. <clears throat> so basically what they're saying is that this company that has been breaking its own legislation for several years is to offer documents on how it's going to fix the problem, but it's not going to show them because it's commercially sensitive and they don't want the information released, even though they have to. Are they effectively a monopoly anyway? Yeah. I mean, so who's like, going to, oh, we got your info now. We can't do anything with it because you don't have any competition. That, that's kind of my point. Like, what, what's, what's commercially sensitive when you're the only company that can make stuff or do stuff and make things happen and yep. propose changes then why does it matter if other people know who you're proposing these changes to yeah because it, it's not like <laughs> they can go no no we don't agree with that we would you know it's like huh we don't want you to know that we offer telstra secret deals or something yeah but what i basically get out of this is nbm's incompetent yep and um we've known that for years haven't we but yeah <laughs> they either couldn't be asked doing what they're supposed to do, so they just like hand them a document. Oh, now nah, if we use that company name, be obvious that this isn't right. So we'll just scribble that out. <laughs> yeah, that's more likely what actually happened. Actually, I hope they do what uh, some company people do to redact: is that they go into their PDF and then do black highlighter of it or something, and then send the PDF to someone who unhighlights it and reads the redacted stuff because that's not how you redact people my old boss when he was doing the um the earnings and the the uh, profit and loss statements and stuff like that at our monthly staff meetings he'd um he'd hand us like a five or six page document um and what he'd always do was when it come to the figures, he'd just get a, um, he'd usually use a pen for whatever reason. Yep. And he'd just scribble over the top of the, the numbers. So you put up to the light. <laughs> well, no, not even that. You could, you could generally, because it's, well, it was an older laser and it was pretty heavy. When you scribble over the top of it, it almost pushed the ink through the page. So when you turn the page over, you can see, you can see the number on the other side of the page. <laughs> <sighs> so he woke up to that after a while and started using black um, Nico. Yeah. But um, um, the laser printed ink isn't absorbed. It doesn't absorb ink. So when you just run a single pass over it and you turn the page over, 
you've got a white outline of the text on the other side. Went on for about three years and he couldn't figure out why we knew what was going on better than he did. <laughs> where I come from. Well, we never told him. No. <laughs> Just each other. Not that it mattered anyway, because it's literally sitting on his desktop of his computer. Yeah. And you can like look it was anytime. Sitting in the middle of his desktop because if he put it anywhere else, he'd lose it. <laughs> and then he'd click print. <laughs> he's going after he's left, he'd walk over to the printer and go reprint. Yeah. <laughs> print it back off anyway. <laughs> Uh, uh, but yeah, I don't, I don't, I really don't understand why this just doesn't make any sense to me. Nothing about this makes sense. Nothing about NBA makes sense to anyone. Well, no, that's my point. <laughs> so why, why make it even more complicated? Uh, that's their job. You get paid to make it complicated. All the big bucks. This is true. Speaking of Sony PlayStation, before Sony is working on a wonderful plan to put ads inside of PlayStation games, similar to a move Microsoft is doing to run ads on the Xbox. Three people involved in the plan said Sony is doing testing with ad tech partners to help game developers create in-game ads through software through a software developer program. The idea is to encourage developers to keep building free-to-play games which have soared in the pandemic by giving them a way to monetize it. PlayStation's current ad inventory is limited to in-menu ads like game publishers promoting their own titles in the console store. PlayStation also serves ads on streaming video to people who stream via their consoles through apps like Hulu. The new effort, expected to launch by Enno 22, would put ads inside of PlayStation games themselves to be sold via a private marketplace. The goal is for the ads to appear like they're part of the game, like digital billboards in sports stadiums. Formats could include ads that give viewers rewards for watching ads and promotions for in-game items like avatar skins. Sony hasn't decided if it will take a cut of the revenue. One said that it's also considering charging developers and publishers for data on consumer activity on the PlayStation. <coughs> it's going to happen. I mean, if your Windows is, Windows 11 is going to have ads in it, what like, mm. games? I think it would be a little less obtrusive on a billboard in a game as you're racing past, as opposed to yeah. you open up Windows Explorer and here's an ad. And you're like, there are some games that have that now. Yep. Um, not a lot, I don't think, but there are some that have deals with with companies that they have billboards. And all the movies got product placement. Well, on um. Uh, what's it called? Half Life. Yep. Um, you can put a effectively a just you know if you've got a shop or a house in that you can put a display out there and you can play whatever you want to play on that. You can play ads or you know and that's a is it Half Life? Yeah, it's like the original. No, Second Life. Oh, Second Life. Yep. Yeah, yeah, yeah Second Life. So the, the it's like the the original metaverse. Yeah. <laughs> it really is. I spent but a lot yeah, of time on that back play. in the day. You can play a video ad on there if you want. You just set up a set up a basically a TV and yep. and the thing is you can actually pay somebody. So if you've got somebody there who you know you might they might have a niche um, gathering of people who happen to suit your target customer, you can pay them to put ads in their shop. Like, yep, it, it's it's actually pretty cool. Yeah. Um, but you know it's it's not surprising that ads are going to find every you know possible next they'll be going across the sky and on the moon 
Well, it wasn't Coke talked about putting on the moon for years. Yep. No. But it, it's there's an interesting um, in the Neil Stevens Diamond Age. Yep. There's an interesting part and that talks about massive big billboards that are in, inter, almost interactive ads. Yep. Um, it's kind of if you've ever seen. Um, uh, oh, what's that? Um, Minority Report. Yep. Same principle as that, where they scan your retina and they, you know, pinpoint the ad for you. Except in in um, Diamond Age, they figured out how to like come at you. So like the the it looks like the the billboards coming at you, and they basically said, look, once they got to. You know, once they'd maxed out the sex cells thing and they'd maxed out the the size that you can physically have a screen, the only thing left is to make it brighter. We can you know, actually we... use up to 83% of viewer screen before any heart attack or seizures. Well, it's funny because that's in Ready Player 2. Ready Player 1. Ready, ready, one. Yeah, Ready Player 1. Yeah. But the funny thing is that that's also in, in Diamond Age where they talk about how they sell... Part because there's they have um same sort of thing they have implants that 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 let you see stuff and hear stuff and they they say that you know there's a certain amount percentage that they they sell to make ad revenue yeah and then they talk about when hackers get in there and they run programs on your full vision and they basically drive you loopy <laughs> so it, it's it's been in a few things it was on on uh, Futurama. They had yeah. Fry had an uh, ad injected into his dreams. <laughs> yeah. Are they working on that too? I so saw somebody's working on technology to in inject ads into your dreams. Oh, what could possibly go wrong with that? Nothing. Have you seen Brainstorm? I can't. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> that's, that's my point. If you haven't seen Brainstorm, it's an older movie now. It's it's. I haven't. What's it about? Early eighties, I think, from memory. Um, the early eighties were great for just weird movies, Brainstorm and Inner Space, and all those wacky movies. But I think we were talking about it last week too. So I was like, okay, I'm gonna watch it, and I watched it. And I said to Mister T, "Guess what? I watched it like 25, 30 years ago. I remember it." Mm -hmm. You'll only recall certain like half a dozen key points throughout the movie but once you watch it you recall those half a dozen key yeah. points throughout the movie. like <laughs> in, like total recall like, it just pops back into your head yeah but um some of those early 80s tech movies they were great <laughs> we need more like that well yeah this is the thing like i think what have we had since the matrix <laughs> um nothing real nothing good no there's been a few um reboots good series total recall new one rebooted yeah but that's not a new movie that's just a remake yeah. Tron. yep it's not technically a new movie although it is different but it's not a new movie no um no one wants to push the envelope yeah i mean there's nothing what do they got like um <sighs> fast and furious 115 you know where they joked about where? Jaws 20 or something in Back to the Future. They're doing that with the Fast and Furious now. It, it really is becoming like that. Uh, it's, um, yeah, I mean, the, but that, Hackers was really the last 
I guess, innocent tech movie. Mm. You know, it was before the boundaries got pushed in reality. Hackers was the last sort of, this is what we can do with technology. Yeah. And, you know, and there's been been a lot of sense like that one with um, uh, the, the, cause there's been a couple of like um, Simone and there's been a couple of those AI, AI style ones, the web and. Um, Her. Hey. Her. Yeah. And I think the other one with um, the guy in it and the, and the other guy. Um, oh, the, the two guys in that thing. Yeah. yeah. Uh, 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 I thought of that too. Um, to, uh, uh, I've got a complete blank now. It's got this the logo of the, they go into the Japanese restaurant because it's got the logo of the smiley face. Oh, yeah. Side of the building. I can't, can't, virtuosity. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, yeah, but yeah, really the, the, the mid to late 80s was sort of the end of that interesting tech era. And I mean, now they're more, they've either got to be, set so far in the future that yeah okay that could possibly happen like minority report yep. or they've got to be obviously a spoof on reality yeah <laughs> because the actual reality currently as we speak isn't Dystopian as great future. as what it was 40 years ago you, you know, know what we're gonna have in the future flying cars yeah you know what we got it's pretty crap really well the jetsons the jetsons are set now uh, 2020, I think the Jetsons were set. Oh, okay. <laughs> it's, it's a lot. So, yeah, you know, so it's like... The, I got uh, my robot made. Hang on. Can you just vacuum the house? Uh, Thank you. Actually, that's... We got a Roomba. got a Roomba. <laughs> kind of, and if you've seen... I think latest, Rosie is better than a Roomba. And if you've seen the latest season of Upload, you, you'll appreciate what just what Roombas can do for you. <laughs> Oh. I'll have to keep watching now. Yeah. <laughs> <sighs> if for nothing else, you've got to watch it for the for the random rumor scenes. It's hilarious. <laughs> but there's a there's a classic example. Upload like that's something that is set now. Or set well now ish. You know, a handful of years, a dozen years from now. Yeah. But it's such a left wing thought process that it's sort of okay. That could actually happen. You know. Yeah. Um, if you haven't seen it, check out Upload. It's in its second season now. Uh, it's on, um, I think it's on Amazon. Yeah, it's yes. Amazon. Yeah. Um, it's really good. It's it's a whole lot of fun. Um, speaking of Amazon, mm-hmm. Netflix knows you're probably sharing your password. <laughs> so we were talking about how they're going to crack down and make everybody's life miserable and you charge know, them all. Yeah, Netflix has reported. Since they announced that they're going to crack down on multiple location sharing, Netflix is reported to have lost 200,000 subscribers. And they're <laughs> projecting to add 2.6 million. And, and um, it estimates 100 million households are sharing their password for streaming services. Yep. Netflix told shareholders in Q1 of 2022 that 220 million households that pay for Netflix there are an estimated 100 million households sharing it. Of that, 30 million shared accounts are in the US and Canada. Netflix wants to monetize more of these shared accounts, um, you know, like everybody else does, yep. and charges you like $3 a month or something. But they haven't... <laughs> what did they say? They tried that in... Uh, 
It's going to focus on how to monetize this password sharing trend. In a reference test of a paid sharing feature, it piloted in Latin America, specifically in nowhere else in the world. <laughs> Great idea. Um, where paying subscribers have the choice to pay an additional household. Noting we believe it's a large short to midterm opportunity. Netflix offered subscribers on its standard and premium plans the option to add sub accounts for up to two external households for $3 a month per user, which would grant them their own profile, their own recommendations, logs, and passwords. Uh-huh. And guess how many took it up? Zero? I'll give you a clue. <laughs> It looks a lot like a zero. <laughs> <laughs> and so they lost about, was it like 25 to 30% in their share value? Just went Yeah, kaput. so Netflix lost 200,000 subscribers this quarter after forecasting it would gain 2.5 million. It also lost 700,000 subscribers in Russia after suspending its service there. Well, you suspend your service in a country, why do you think they're going to keep paying for the subscription? <laughs> Hello. Uh. <laughs> um, while we work to re-accelerate our revenue growth through improvements to our service and more effective monetization of multi-household sharing, we'll be holding our operating margin at around 20%. Netflix admits that password sharing likely helped it grow, but told shareholders that easy sharing features such as multiple concurrent streams have created confusion. To who? Got me. <laughs> I'm not sure who this created a few, but so yeah. Um, so basically, Amazon Prime, Apple TV, YouTube, Hulu, Prime Video, Disney Plus, Paramount Plus uh, have all rolled out into Europe, and they all have multi-user uh, plans. Um, and even Foxtel in Australia here, Foxtel has a mul- They don't advertise it, but they have a multi-user plan. Oh, okay. Uh, you can, so you've really got a set-top box and a plan. Yep. So I can extra twenty bucks a month. I'll send you another set-top box. All right. And it's on the same plan that the main one's on. Yep. Now technically, it has to, supposed to be in the same house, but because it's all digital now, there's no uh, unless you're like rural like we are, where you've got a satellite um, dish, which is occurring less and less. Uh, and even a lot of households that don't currently have Foxtel have had Foxtel at some point, so they actually still have a dish on the roof anyway. Yep. Um, but, yeah, that second box, you can take and put it basically anywhere that you can plug it into, um, and you can have Foxtel for 20 bucks a month. You know? So yeah, right. it's not – it's just so strange that Netflix can't figure this out. So the other uh, thing that of, they – one of the oldest – Streaming services, yet yeah, pretty wanna... much the first. Well, yeah, because I actually originally originally do it with DVDs. Yeah, yeah. Um, and so yet the, they can't seem to figure this out. Like, the other thing that they're apparently thinking of trying is free service with ads. You mean like regular TV? Yeah. Or YouTube? Yeah. That have had this figured out for years. Yeah. Netflix is thinking maybe we should do that. <laughs> Let, let's do the same thing as making everybody else money and see what happens. Just don't do it as bad as YouTube does, please. Nobody. Can the do worst that part, and the thing that 
this is a bit of a tangent. I hate going to YouTube and I won't if I can help it these days. I mean, I've got adblock, so it doesn't really matter. But the thing is, I turn adblock off uh, for my the the pages who I subscribe to who are monetized. I turn adblock off for. Yep. Um, but I've grown more intensely useful of adblock because there's a lot of channels I subscribe to who don't who aren't monetized because they're not big enough to have monetization. Yet YouTube still plays ads on the videos. Yep. Because YouTube gets the revenue from it. It's absolutely pathetic. Um, somebody did a test video the other day on one of the channels I watched. They put up a 10-minute video. Yep. Um, they're not monetized. Right? Yep. They put up a 10-minute video and they asked in the video for people to put into the comments how many ads they've seen at this point, at this point, at this point, at this point, and then after, at the end. And depending on where you were and how how active the ad market was where you were and, and all that sort of stuff, there was some people saying they got hit with two 60-second ads at the start that weren't skippable. Good. There's some people saying they got one, some people saying they got two 30-seconds that were skippable, you know, and then right through, like, I think... Tell us what happens with our shows. We'd like well, to know. Yeah, I mean, well, I... The last comment I saw on this post, I think I got two 15-second skippables at the start, two 30-second skippables in the middle, and then one unskippable 30-second at the end. Yep. But I was reading some of the comments, and there's people there who are getting, like, 16 ads on a 10-minute video. God, that's too much. Now, I know for a fact our video gets ads, and it's not our ads. We're not a monetized channel. No. Um... And if you do go to a channel, feel free to run Adblock because I do. Yep. But I did a test the other day on a different um, account and I loaded up the last video we uploaded and I got two, two at the start and then I got uh, two ads every five minutes. <laughs> so I had ended up with what? 30 odd ads and now for a word from our sponsor yeah like it was absolutely horrendous i'm like nobody no no wonder nobody watches this show on youtube no you know like if you if you're watching on a browser you can run ad block but if you're running it through the youtube app you, you can't block the ads unless you're you brand. might be watching us in 4k right now i feel That'd sorry for you trick, given that we need to upload in 1080 i'd love to know how they're watching in 4k upscalers <laughs> <laughs> um but yeah, so look, it, it's it's getting really bad. But this is the thing. Then okay, Netflix says, all right, let's do our stuff for free on TV. Okay, cool. So we, we have non-paid subscriptions, so we get to watch a couple of ads. Or our subscribers who end up watching ads between the shows anyway, because they put them on between the shows, and like at the end of the show all the time. Um, so now we just lost another 100 million paid subscribers yep so if you're doing that sort of thing it's a real fine line between what's you know what drove me crazy about rights to shows better call Saul is a netflix created show right yeah in australia you can only watch it on stan you can't watch it on netflix who made it no. You have to subscribe to another network who bought the somehow managed to buy the rights from Netflix and stop them showing their own shows in our country. So you have to sign up to 
Why? I can understand. Okay, there's deals, there's deals and deals. But a Netflix made show that you can't watch on Netflix. Yeah. What yeah. the heck? <laughs> but it was like when um, they moved their supercars to um, Foxtel. Yep. And took it off Channel 10 or took it, took it off the network TV. And then the hosts whose only job, the only thing they do is present V8 supercars because that's literally their job. They don't do anything else. The network then complained that these hosts left the network to go and work for Foxtel. <laughs> what do you expect? It's like, but that's literally the thing they do. They only do that. What are they Why supposed they to do? Nothing. You, you've just given up the show to go to Foxtel. They are the show. Ah, <laughs> <sighs> ridiculous. Mm. A new survey claims Windows 11 adoption is so low, it's actually less popular than a 20-year-old Windows XP. <laughs> Gee, there's a surprise. You know what? I think I'm going to have a heart attack and die of not surprise. Thank you, Iago. <laughs> the survey comes from IT management provider called Landsweeper. Through its own software products, the company scanned 10 million Windows devices this month to determine which OS they were using. The results found that only 1.44% of the devices had Windows 11 installed, which is lower than 1.71 for Windows XP which everyone has obviously pirated. Yeah. <laughs> In contrast, Windows 10 remains a dominant share at 80.34%. Although Windows 11 adoption is low at 1.44, the number actually went up almost three times from 0.52% back in January. It's also important to note that other surveys have found much higher Windows 11 adoption numbers. Last month, the app advertising platform AdDuplex found Windows 11 usage was at 19.4%, although this represented a mere 0.1% growth from the previous month. Meanwhile, the Steam hardware survey from Valve estimates Windows 11 usage has reached 16.8%. Landsweeper said its own survey comprises 20% enterprise systems, another 80% from consumer machines through polling done by the company's Fing network security scanner product. All the data from the survey was collected from aggregated anonymized data points with user consent. Landsweeper suspects that one reason why Windows 11 adoption is so low is due to the hardware requirements for the OS. The Windows 11 free upgrade is only officially arriving for PCs that are at most four to five years old. The machines must also come built with a security feature called Trusted Platform Module. Although you can install Windows 11 manually on many unsupported systems. Landsweeper noted its previous survey of 30 million Windows devices at businesses found that only about 45% were even eligible for the free Windows 11 upgrade. My, my computer would not have been if I had not updated my BIOS because the BIOS that came with my motherboard, which I only bought the computer last year, didn't know that there was a TPM there. I'd install a new BIOS on it, and then it goes, oh, yeah, your TPM's built into your CPU, which it is on a lot of computers. But if the BIOS don't know, you can't do it. And then the BIOS might know, but do you know how to get in the BIOS and turn on TPM, which might be called something like PPR or there's all these different initials, TLAs for it. Why is it so hard? See, I don't know, because 
my computer at work every Thursday whenever they do their updates always says, hey, your computer's eligible to run Windows 11 free upgrade. But it's not because it won't run it because it doesn't have that TPM module at all. Yeah. The only thing it has, it doesn't have that. Not only doesn't have support for it, it physically doesn't even have it on the board. Yeah. Because it's in a Lenovo from like four years ago. Yeah. Um, it won't fit on my hard drive because my hard drive's three quarters full because it's just a small little um, SDD. 20 gig or something SSD that I just chucked in there. Yep. Like I got my, my D drive, which is two terabyte storage drive, but I've just got a small little SSD as my boot drive. Yep. Um, what are people doing with all these EPCs and stuff that have got 32 gig hard drive? Yeah, well, mine do, yeah. But not even, they're 16. Yeah. My, all my little Asus ones have all got, all my little, um, all my little NUCs have got 16 gig drives. Yep. And 4 gig RAM. Stick Windows 11 on which there. Which won't support. Like, I couldn't even do upgrades. I had to put the upgrade on a device and completely wipe off the whole hard drive because it couldn't fit the download the upgrade, but it couldn't decompress it mm. to then install it. So you had to wipe off your whole computer and install it from USB. Yep. So I don't know. I, it's... I mean, I, I ran the, the um, hardware checker from Microsoft several times and it's like, you don't have TPM, you don't have TPM. And I'm like, so I, I sent an email to the company I bought the computer from said, how do I get a TPM module for this? Because it says there's a, in the manual, it's got TPM module goes here on the motherboard. And they're like, we don't know. We never had anyone ask about TPM before. Um, we could probably send away and request for one, but they probably cost a bit of money. And I think you said you had to get another motherboard or something to get TPM. So it's like, I, I did have the ability, it's just my BIOS didn't know, so therefore Windows didn't know. So even though I had it, mine was not eligible, yours doesn't have it, and it is eligible. Yeah, that's what I mean. I don't know. Maybe if it doesn't have it, it's eligible. <laughs> but if it has it and it doesn't work, it's not. Uh, what? <laughs> so I don't know. But I was reading some facts on Linux recently. Um, 54, 55% of the most powerful supercomputers in the world operate on Linux. Didn't even know you had effects. of all public cloud workloads are on Linux. Andrew, Android, Andrew. <laughs> Android um, makes up 72% of the operating system's market share. Linux only makes up 1.3% of the desktop market. Wow. Uh, 2022, the year of the Linux desktop. Yeah. So if you uh, go into the um, Pop! OS uh, subreddit, so many people are going, man, I'm switching over to this. I've had it with Windows, and this is the best thing I've ever found. Everything just works. I have no problems with it. they got their NVIDIA-specific version that you can put on or the generic one for Intel and AMD graphics cards, and it's just fantastic. Everyone's going, I can't believe it just works. Yeah. Here's an interesting stat. Linux games on Steam account for 51% of Steam games. Wow. So there's actually more people playing games on Linux now than on, than on other operating systems. Mad, that's cool. <laughs> and what, three years ago, three, two years ago, if you had said that to anybody, they would laugh at you. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 
<laughs> so much has changed. Speaking of um, things changing, yep. the Australian Taxation Office has said it's looking into replacing its current IBM Z14 mainframe for tax time in 2024. Finally. Isn't that like a 20-year-old mainframe? <laughs> I think... Uh, um, let's have a quick look here. I did look, I did a look it up before, but I can't remember. I think I remember saying... Yeah, I'll have to look it up. Well, you, maybe you can look it up while we're reading a story. Um, the ATA uses its mainframe envir environment primarily to provide access to application backend data. According to documents, this mainframe service, which is due to expire in 2023, is currently provided under the agency's long-standing centralized computing contract held by DXC Technology. The ATA outlined that it's considering two different replacement options, a consumption-based cloud-like service or a more traditional model. <laughs> so, much similar to its existing arrangement, where the ATO owns or leases the mainframe hardware and contract services from a service provider, with the option of the hardware and service provider being from different suppliers. The Z14 mainframe is from 2017. Yeah, there we go. Ten years, oh, is that six years ago? Mainframe capacity requirements continue to grow. The ATO 6 new mainframe to meet it sounds like a, they're running an ad for a bloody dating site. <laughs> the ATO seeks to new, a new mainframe to meet its operational requirements. <laughs> Please contact 555-3879. And, must, and be it, not, must be non-smoking mainframe, preferably. <laughs> Allow me to implement new cost-effective arrangements to support this requirement. <laughs> now it's after a hooker as well. <laughs> <laughs> it needs a mainframe and a subframe. <laughs> uh, anyway. The, we the entertain mainframe. ourselves, do we? <laughs> Nobody else will. The mainframe RFT seeks to modernize the contract structure, gain commercial flexibility, blah, 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 blah. Um, replacing this mainframe is part of the ATO strategic sourcing program. <gasps> mm, source. Uh, I have a strategic sourcing program too, but it depends on what I'm eating. Chocolate sauce. Where it aims. Well, I suppose you can just eat chocolate sauce. I mean, it doesn't. Yeah. With it. Did you ever get that, the uh, ice magic? I tell you what. Today, Mr. Whippy came past. <laughs> and I, I texted my daughter through Discord. I'm sure I heard Mr. Whippy. And we went out there and she's going. No, I hear things, Dad. She went back in. Bishop, but if it does turn up, I'll have a double chopped <laughs> up. <laughs> so I was like, do, do, do. And she's playing a game. I was like, it's Mr. With the Ice Cream Man's coming. The Ice Cream Man's coming. It's like Eddie Murphy in Raw. Yeah, ice yeah, Cream yeah. Man. Oh, I'm the Ice Cream Man. And we got our ice creams. We were very happy. <laughs> yeah, I used to get the, uh, back when I used to eat them, I used to get the. Chuck um, Mink. Yum. The. Yeah, or the macadamia, depending on what they had. But I'd always get it um, chocolate nuts, dipped in chocolate nuts. Yeah, I have single cone, the chocolate crackle hard on top, nuts, and a flake. I don't like new flakes. No? Have you had the McDonald's flakes recently? No, I don't get them from They the taste place. like those 12-cent Easter eggs from the $2 shop. Oh, jeez. Like, they are horrendous. They're not the Cadbury flake. I'm sure they're not. They can't be. Either Cadbury's done something really wrong 
Or they're not using Cobra Flakes It's their IKEA fluke. Oh, they're horrible. Aldi fluke. <laughs> and they smell. They smell like almond or something. Like, that's not right. Uh, I didn't know that one. <laughs> yeah, no, don't don't get the new... Because I always used to get a thick shake. Yep. I used to get a vanilla thick shake, and I used to get a flake. And I put my flake in my thick shake. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, but they're... Um, nah. Not not good, not good. That's what happens when you save the rainforest and orangutans from the palm oil. Uh, no, palm oil. It's the taste wrong. It just doesn't. It smells bad. But if you you burn palm oil, like put it in too hot of a pan, it stinks. Yeah, it smells like plastic. That's what most That's of the good. chocolate was made out of for years. Um, <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah. Um, so during the recent, this is something I didn't realize. During the recent federal budget, the government committed $6.6 million over the Ford estimate period for the development of IT infrastructure required to allow the ATO to share single touch payroll data with state and territory revenue officers on an ongoing basis. Wow. So they specifically committed $6.6 million to allow ATO to grab somebody's pay slip and see if they're cheating on the tax or not. Wow, that's what it's <laughs> So if they committed six... It's a new version of RoboDebt. How much money do you think they're planning on making back from that? How active do you think they're going to be in pursuing that? Same as RoboDebt. <sighs> so... It's pretty ridiculous, mate. Um... The ATO says over 600,000 Aussies have dab dabbled in crypto. The taxation office is currently working on a data match. You see, again, they're doing naughty, the same Naughty, naughty people. They're working on a data matching program to make sure that taxpayers aren't hiding cryptocurrency. How I, exactly? I, I hide it under the, under the mattress just there. I hide it with a key that's about this long. Yeah. Good luck I mean, finding it. <laughs> How dumb are these people? Greedy. ATO beefs up IT systems to become less taxing to deal with. The less tax taxing. <laughs> Great choice of words. Uh, more the taxing. ATO wants to focus less on auditing individuals and businesses after the fact and more on helping them to comply in the first place. No, they no, don't. No, they don't make any money if everybody complies <laughs> in the first place. <sighs> Uh, ATO running out of big tax avoidance cases after clawing back $1 billion. The ATO says multinationals are changing their behavior as a result of the measures introduced by Australian government to thwart tax avoidance. Yes, they're not I dealing here anymore. Why. <laughs> They've gone offshore. Get out of the police. <laughs> Man, that article just gets stupider the more of it you read. But it's, I just find it hilarious that you know, every time, have you ever tried to actually lodge your tax on the 1st of July? The ATA website says no. No. Computer <laughs> says no. It's like trying to do, uh, buddy. Um, you can't even log into your account. What are you talking about? I can't even log into my MyGov. But yeah, the if you've ever tried to, well, MyGov crashes as well. Like yep. the 1st of July, like anything to do with the government just goes, nah, I'm done. <laughs> There was funny a couple of years ago they had a um, they had that happen and I'm assuming their DDoS protection must have kicked in or something because it redirected to everybody to a page on 
how to make sure that you're not infected with a Fire. Trojan or something. <laughs> <laughs> <sighs> I'll just do uh, this one quickly because we've hit our hour now. Days after after new OpenSoft kernel driver code appeared in a Tegra code drop, NVIDIA happens to have published signed firmware images for their RTX 30 Ampere graphics processors for finally allowing open source driver support to proceed for these latest generation GPUs. NVIDIA introduced the GeForce 30 series back in September 2020 when the first GPUs arrived. Since that day, there has been NVIDIA's official driver support by their proprietary graphics driver stack while the up-to-date open source support has been MIA. Last year the Nouveau support for Ampere and Linux 5.1 was just for kernel mode setting and being able to drive an attached display the proper resolution but without any hardware acceleration. As with prior generations of NVIDIA GPUs going back to GTX 900 Maxwell series, the open source driver support has been contingent upon NVIDIA publishing signed firmware images for these GPUs. Without the cryptographically signed firmware binaries, Nouveau isn't able to initialize the hardware for 3D acceleration due to tighter control. NVIDIA baked into the hardware. Even with the signed firmware images, there are still complications around reclocking the GPU to get off the rather low boot clock frequencies. These complications around power management in the context of signed firmware images have meant the GTX 900 series and newer hasn't been able to operate with the open source driver at its optimal clock frequencies. Thus to date, the best open source driver support remains with the GTX 700 Kepler and GTX 750 Max well one graphics cards that don't have these firmware restrictions the news is nvidia is publishing the signed firmware images for ampere gps the ga 102 103 104 106 107 gpus now have signed firmware images have been made public in turn this allows nuvo and any other open source driver effort to proceed enabling 3d accelerated support for current rtx 30 ampere gpus however unless there's some magical breakthrough it will still face the reclocking limitations and power management struggles seen since the gtx 900 series additionally nuvo doesn't yet have any way any working Vulkan driver, so the Nouveau open source driver support remains rather bleak and of limited use with today's hardware and workloads. After a year and a half of waiting for the Ampere signed firmware to be published, we are now a few months out from the NVIDIA GeForce RTX 40 series launch when this process repeats yet again, unless there is a real shift in open source strategy ahead. So unless you are still relying on a GeForce GTX 600 or 700 series GPU, the best Linux drive support on the NVIDIA side still remains with their proprietary driver if concerned about performance, Vulkan, compute and other functionality. So you can't reclock to decent fast speed or do power management very well because FU NVIDIA. Yeah, but you're running the video card, aren't you? Yes. But I get, I get um, maybe 90 frames a second and there's stuff where you get like 140, 200 frames and you've got older AMD cards. Mm. But I mean, it's not like your performance is horrible. It's not horrible, but it's not where it should be. No. For the 3090 that's like 24 gig RAM cards and DDR5 and stuff, it's like, it, it's adequate, but it yeah. should be a lot better. Yeah, I mean, and that's the thing. Like mine, my performance went up dramatically when I went to Linux. Yeah, mine's 
pretty much the same or a little bit I was less. Getting some, some games I was getting 70, 80, 90 frames under Windows. I'm getting 120, 130 frames under Linux. So, yeah. <laughs> I don't know. Um, just quickly, EU, remember 10 years ago, the EU Commission suggested a single port, the EU Commission, European Commission, suggested a single mobile charging port f- you know, hoping that phone makers would be able to find a common solution. Yep. Well, they haven't. Nope. But the EU's bid to adopt a common charge port for mobile phones, tablets, and headphones took a step forward when they, the panel backed a proposal paving the way for an assembly vote next month. The European Parliament International Market and Consumer Protection Committee, wow, agree with the Commission's proposal. Apple's iPhones are charged from Lightning Cable, Android based are generally charged from USB. Majority of phones in the EU are Android devices. With half a billion charges for portable devices shipped in Europe each year, generating 11, uh, a single charger for mobile phones and other small, medium electric devices would be benefit everybody, said Alex Angus Salbia, uh-huh. who is leading the debate in Parliament. The committee wants USB Type-C ports to be the standard for mobile phones, tablets, headphones, e-readers, low-power laptops, keyboards, computer mice, earbuds, smartwatches, electronic toys, etc. Apple has weighed in on this debate. Apple says no. Apple Apple says this proposal will hurt innovation and create a mountain of waste if consumers were forced to switch to new charges. But... (laughs) (laughs) Did you see that news article Um, where a guy sued Apple over not getting a charger with his iPhone so they had to pay him a thousand dollars? You don't know new phones have charges. No. Um... Apple, it doesn't say you can only have a Type-C port. Yep. It just says you must have a Type-C port. You can still have your lightning cable and your whatever else you want to have as well. That's fine. You're allowed to have that. <laughs> just make an adapter, Apple, and be done with it. Give it away free. You <laughs> can charge around a box for the adapter. Yeah. ching But it's so funny that, like, Apple's, like, I'm sorry, if... Not being able to use a type, or if having to use a type C port is stifling your innovation, I strongly suggest you to get better innovators. Yes. <laughs> I thought they just copy Android anyway, so shouldn't they be up to USB C by now? But no, that's the problem. They're not. See. <laughs> okay, with the they program in every other aspect, but they're still using that bloody stupid four hundred pin <laughs> lightning crap. Well, well, yeah, they're lightning now, aren't they? Yep. See, I don't have a lightning. I'm just looking. I've got a heap of adapter cable. I've got all these multi... I don't know if, can, if I don't know if that's coming out, but I've got all these multi-plug... Yep. You know, one plug to multi-phone things. Yep. And there's... Like, I've got one that's got an old Nokia. Yep. It's got an old Motorola. It's got the old iPhone-style long plug on it. It's got USB-A and micro and mini and... It's even got the newer style Apple Connect flat pack double-sided connector thing on it, and it's got USB-C on it. But I don't have a lightning connector on me. That one should be lightning. <laughs> hey? The Apple one with the double-sided oh, one? Flat no, pack. but haven't they, changed it? haven't they changed it now, though? No, that's the latest one. Oh, I guess it's still that one. Yeah. For some reason, I thought it was slightly bigger now. No. I don't know. Oh, there you go. It does have that one. My um, MacBook Pro's got, and my MacBook Air both got, USB-C. Yeah, they use it for power because it can support so why, four amps or something. 
Why not do it for your phones? <laughs> it's not like they don't use USB-C anywhere. No. I mean, USB-C is, like, you can't see that because it's, it's blue, but most, US, most USB hubs that you buy now, even the cheap $5 eBay special and whatever, they're all USB, you know, yeah. 3, but they most of them, yeah, it has a USB-C port on it as well. Yeah. You know, like, <laughs> you can even get... <laughs> Like, it's such a prolific interface now. It's actually really weird because all our phones are C now, and I went to use an old phone that I've got at work on a on something else, and I ran around for like three hours to find a mini USB cable. <laughs> <laughs> uh, <laughs> but yeah, I don't, I don't. I mean, there was a guy who um, I was watching on. I think I sent you the link on Discord one day. Actually, he was putting a. Um, uh new graphics card into his Steam Deck. Yeah. And he's using the M2 connectors. Yeah. And he was saying that, you know, obviously the they're only a 3X speed or something, which is okay because it's all USB-C connectors anyway. Yeah. He was saying, like, the Lightning connector is technically faster, but on his, like, all the Lightning connectors that he had, all converted the signal internally back to USB-C. Anyway. And that USB-C algorithm anyway <laughs> so he said whilst technically it's a faster port it's only running at usb-c standards yeah huh. so, so there's, there's no point anyway so we'll see what happens there I'm, I'm i'm not generally a fan of regulating stuff for the sake of regulating stuff but this i am very fond of yeah see <laughs> <laughs> this this needs to happen it's just just do it stupid Apple. the amount of phones that come out there was one, um, and then you've got the the old the old Nokia style ones where you've got the old like old mini tiny headphone jack style yep. one and a half mil port. Sony actually Ericsson had a proprietary one for their K seven hundred I and stuff too. Yeah, I mean, I and I, I kind of it's been the bane of the phone industry since they started because even back in the day when you had the Motorola Jazz and the Philips Savvy and the and the N-Gage and, the, you know, all those. Every single one of those had a different charger. Yep. <laughs> Motorola had this massive... There's that, that, the Motorola one made the iPhone one look tiny. Yeah. <laughs> the Motorola thing was huge. It's about two inches long and about an inch thick. Cool. <laughs> but I had the, a couple of Motorola phones and like, I don't know if you remember the Shark phone. It was one that had the rubber antenna. It was a rubberized phone. Yep. The actual charger was the same size as the bottom of the phone. Jeez, oh, <laughs> it was like a docking station you had to plug it into. <laughs> uh, thanks for listening to the Aussie Tech Head Show. We can be found at Facebook, Twitter, and YouTube. Email us Willa Warlock at AussieTechHeads.com.au and go to AussieTechRadio.com twenty four seven playback of tech related shows. See you next time. Bye.